I'm not doing an opening because, like, whatever, whatever. I this will be we're breaking with tradition. That'll be the first time that we don't have uh, the first time since we've set like the since it's become a standard. I want to say since we've had a um since we had a YouTube channel. Do we have a YouTube channel? Think so? I think I think we do. I'm pretty sure we do. We're supposed to be uploading Patreon stuff from like last year on there. Yeah, I want to give them. Well, not last year, from like 2019 or whatever. Yeah, do we have Patreon? We do have Patreon stuff from 2019. That's when we were first getting started. Yeah, it's probably real rough. Yeah, I can't imagine what any of that looks like. We should probably was, go back and look at some of these things. Ooh, see now I'm now I'm being you. What reminiscing? Now, because I, no, because I'm on Twitter. Because you sent me that TikTok of that that mm, that thickums, that thick thick bottoms, that thick king. He looks like um, a Sasquatch, but like not so hairy. He's very brawny man. But because I was like, "Ooh, well, bitch, let me go find his his portfolio." I got it. Did you pull that out? Because I was like, I'm just seeing like I just was stumbling on TikTok again, and I saw this like husky man singing Lady Gaga. And I'm like, let me just send this in because of Lola in the sink. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, don't leave out details. <laughs> I like this is some obscure shit. So. White people be doing just sitting in back, and he looked like he was naked until he moved his legs around and he caught he was in the briefs. It's a big yeah, boy. And lo and behold, we can see, we can find you naked. Mm-hmm. Damn boy, that's a thick ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> I spend way too much time on TikTok, and it is evident. I've been, uh, okay, I've been scaling back huh? on TikTok. Yeah, I've been, I've been scaling back on your TikTok. Yeah, I, I try and go on TikTok maybe once every three days. I try really? not to go down. Yeah, I try not to go down the hole. It's, a, it's, it's very a rabbit easy. hole. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, I that's still, actually, still, honestly, full disclosure, that's the reason we don't have an opening joke this week. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok is the, is the reason why we don't have an opening joke this week. I opened my phone to write a joke, and I was scrolling on Twitter looking for topics, mm-hmm. and then... You sent me that TikTok of that guy, and I watched his TikTok, but then I hit back twice, so then I was, like, re- like out into my regular For You page TikTok feed, and let I me, started scrolling. Let me try and do an intro. Let me try and do an intro. Oh! Okay! Okay! It is the 150th episode, so it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming to okay. rest. Okay, ready? Mm-mm, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Are you shady? What? Are you shady? What? The The Shade shade Parade. parade. And welcome back to another episode of The Shade Parade. Uh, Is that how we start that? Oh, wait. No, that's not how we start anymore. Hang on. No, it's it's a joke first. No, it's this is The Shade Parade, where we have all of the opinions and none of the facts. She is resting her head on your shoulders, doing her silhouette oh. challenge. Make some noise for Miss <laughs> Vicky Villanes. And she is out the door and out of the committee, like Marjorie Tag Green. Taylor Green. 
whatever her fuck. She's out the door and out the committee. Okay, okay, bitch. Okay, look at you coming for my gig. Let's get a round of applause for Ari Kiki. No sound effects this week. No DJ. Yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. Oh, oh, okay. No. Which no. is a point. That's a point. <laughs> I got so excited with the reading rainbow sound effect last week that I was really excited about. You that. Did. I was really, really on top of that. Uh, so yeah, as I was saying, coming out of the cabinet, coming out of the out of the committees, like Marjorie Tag Green. She is, I am, Ari Hee. <laughs> she is her. <laughs> she is her. She, her, they, them. Uh, <laughs> welcome once again to the Shade Parade, where we have all of the opinions and none of the facts. And this is another Flaming Topics Friday, and whoo, chow, is there a lot to talk about? There is a lot to talk about. There's lots of things going on in the air. It's Metro, Metro Mercury Retrograde. Uh, things are in motion. Bitches are putting diamonds in their heads. It's oh my just, god! It's just so many Little things. Uzi vision. Where did we begin? What what, what are our topics this week? So we can talk about Lil Uzi Vision, who just had a diamond implanted in his forehead. There is a trailer that just dropped for Coming Back to America, which looks really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Wendy Williams has her Lifetime movie event. Cardi B is the Queen of the Night, and Channing Tatum is Captain Savaho in Bodyguard Remake. Candy Muse faces the fandom of RuPaul's Drag Race. Marilyn Manson responds to abuse allegations. Justin Diamond dies at 44. The T.S. Madison experience is coming to WeTV in March. Ryan Coogler is Wakanda forever, or for at least the next five years. Michael Che is transphobic, and his jokes hit the Twitter streets. Jeff Bezos steps down as CEO of Amazon, and I'm pretty sure there's something that I'm leaving out. It's okay. Okay. That's uh, that's enough. That's enough. It's plenty. It's, fun. it's funny for us to dig around. Well, actually, let's start off by uh, acknowledging the passing of Screech. Greats like oh well, Screech. Well, I was I was gonna say um, Miss Jane Pittman herself. Who? Um, Cicely, Ty- Cicely Tyson. Wait, I thought she we passed already because I kept on confusing her. I swear we did this already. Oh, we did talk. We actually, actually, we we learned about it as we last week's it. episode. So I believe, yeah, I think it did make an appearance on Monday's episode. Probably. I know. I, com- I confused her with the one. I confused her with the lady from the Aretha Franklin tribute, uh, whatever performance. Hmm. Because I always you do did. That you did. Remember, you're like you always mm-hmm. do this every time I bring her up. I confuse them. But she is like a grandma to every black person who grew up that ever saw Miss Jane Pittman once in once in their life. Or once for I saw Miss Jane Pittman for like an African American studies class that I was taking in like middle school, what, I wanna say. What is I Ms. first became aware of her? What is Miss Jane Pittman? So Miss so the store. So Miss Jane Pittman was the oldest slave, or she was the oldest person alive who was a slave back in the day. So they she wrote an autobiography, and 
the autobiography was later adapted into a film, and the film, Cicely Tyson played Miss Jane Pittman. And that was my first introduction to Miss Jane Pittman, or, or actually, that was my first introduction to both Miss Jane Pittman and Cicely Tyson. And for a while, I couldn't, I couldn't differentiate the two. I didn't know that they were different people, and that's okay. mostly attributed to my developing brain as an adolescent. <laughs> but that was my first introduction to her, and it was such a powerful performance, and she plays a woman who was enslaved as a child and later grows up and lives through Jim Crow and all the way up until, I think, the 60s after um, the Civil Rights Movement. So she like got to experience that whole bit of history, which was why her story was so impactful and important. And well, it thank, was- Thank um, you for the cliff notes. You're welcome. The little Sparks notes never helped anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we say we don't have any of the facts, but you know, let me rattle around in this little brain for a little bit. We can mm-hmm. find some things. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but moving on, did you see this uh, Wendy Williams movie at all? I love that you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I know that you probably haven't, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not even see. laughing at the topic you brought up. I, I'm laughing at the you, you started the first topic with paying homage to people who died, and then you just skip over Screech dying. Oh, I'm listen. Justin Diamond died at anyone, He was he was and, the least liked member of the group, and apparently he was a dick with a big dick. Apparently, but. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, he 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 did have a a semblance of a porn career after really? many bouts in Las Vegas. I want to say at some various casinos where he lost a lot of money. But I don't really know, honestly, a whole lot of positive things about Dustin Diamond. Honestly, after after right. Saved by the Bell, a lot of his appearances in the news and stuff like that was it was like kind of negative no Mm -hmm. yeah you're right like like i think that like if you were ever out having a night like dustin diamond then your mornings were often a problem or hard to do all right so i know i did not watch that i did not watch the wendy williams um situation oh let me tell you that you missed out on a movement it was everything that i thought it was going to be but so much more captivating is what i called it and wildly entertaining so if you've been living under a rock wendy williams had a lifetime movie that premiered earlier this week or last week it was this weekend actually where she, it was basically like the telling of her life, but it was done so fast that like, I'm not even kidding you within the first 26 minutes of the film, there is her family taking her to like fat camp, drug addiction, rape, 
miscarriage, no, rape, abortion, and then the first miscarriage all happen within the first 26 minutes of the film. And then for the next hour and a half, it is just a fucking free fall roller coaster of emotions. Total pulls up on her and threatens to beat her ass. Um, she spends the better half of the movie talking about her um, relationship with Kevin Hunter, which has publicly fallen into pieces. Which I just I just thought the shit was fucking entertaining as fuck. I pulled up with a little glass of wine, I mean a bottle, and just sat and watched this unfold. And since you didn't see it, I doubt you have anything to add. You don't really Correct. care for Wendy. Correct. But like... I'm glad you were amused. If anything, you got... Yeah, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, whatever. How was Let's the talk about something that may pique your interest. Maybe. I was going to say, how was the acting by the lady who plays Wendy? Does she have a future in Hollywood? Maybe. But it was Lifetime, so do any of them have futures in Hollywood? Mm, I mean, Colonel Sanders, Mario Lopez. I say what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Tamisha, I said mm-hmm. what I said. And like that. Tamisha, well, unlike Tamisha, Candy Muse is facing the toxicity of the RuPaul's Drag Race fandom. After last week's Untucked, where Candy pops off on Tamisha, the internet, specifically Twitter, is disappointed in Candy and decided that they would take it upon themselves and messaged her mom and her, um, her... I don't think you're making stuff up as you go. No, I'm not. I know they messaged her mom. But I don't know because about anyone else. Mom, and they also mass- messaged her management company, tr- like trying to get to her because she'd blocked other, like she blocked a bunch of people on good for her different formats and shit. But we didn't talk about this. How did you feel about Candy? We didn't talk about it because we hadn't seen it yet. No, we hadn't seen it. We 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 record on Thursdays, Thursdays, air on Fridays. So usually the episode is not inclusive of Drag Race stuff because it's already a week old at that point. And you can listen to Nicole Byer, Mondo Agapian, and literally every other homosexual on the internet talk about Drag Race. Right. I am... So it's really interesting uh, for a number of reasons. So, yes, we saw an untuck that Candy came out of her face to Tamisha... Um, who also, in some way, came out of her own face, because that's kind of how it all started, uh, with Tamisha calling Candy arrogant, uh, which is not incorrect, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely, I've, I've said this before, I feel like Candy's great TV, and I feel like at the bottom of the, at the end of the day, it's a combination of ego and confidence. Whether that's arrogance, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't, I don't say it's not arrogance. But uh, as a, someone who is not your um, common beauty or common front runner, I think mm. it's definitely something to have that chip on your shoulder 
going into something like Drag Race to like be like, I'm the best, fuck y'all bitches, and this and the other. Um, so once people started coming for Candy and her family, literally, on social media, it was interesting to see Drag Race actually come out and talk about not bullying people. For the first time. Correct. And it is something... For the very first time. It, it's something that we, we've... That people have been asking, like regular actual fans have been asking Drag Race and RuPaul in general to come out on social media and, and tell people who are in quote unquote fans to not do such things like death threats or harass and bully people on social media. And they've kind of kept mum. And it's always been usually the queens of color that are being attacked almost always. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting for them to now, 13 seasons later, to come out and basically come up with a bunch of like, I guess whoever's running the social media is a different person than over the past 13 years. <laughs> well, I think that the death threats didn't actually even start until like season six. So like, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's someone else controlling the social media now. And that's why Drag Race on social media is not being more vocal against bullying. Uh, it was also interesting. I saw a commercial that may have been filmed before season 13 of various queens coming out and saying not to bully, not to bully. Do it for Rue, do it for you type of thing. I think that was the last slogan I heard in the commercial. But it was interesting that you say, do it for Rue, and RuPaul's nowhere in the commercial. She could not be bothered to film this PSA. <laughs> there was also that effort of a lot of the black queens who had gotten together and made this video that was going around that was like, you know, bullying is not okay and shit like that. And I think it's the same commercial we're talking about, I believe. Oh, is that okay? Okay, yeah. I believe. Uh, I saw it on Twitter, I want to say. Yeah, I... I know Vixen was I, part of it. Vixen, mm-hmm. Monique, I saw, I believe... Um, what's her name? Um, the black one from California that was at Showgirls all the time with the eyes. Mayhem? Mayhem Miller was also part of it. Yeah. There was a couple of girls. Um, what were you going to say? I'm sorry to interrupt. It's okay. Um, so, a couple of things. I think mm-hmm. Tamisha was smart as fuck for doing because she was in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. Tamisha was certainly a, a contender to go home. And thankfully, she did not have to lip sync against Denali. Because, mama, love you, but... That just would not have ended well. So she created a little a little controversy. She created mm-hmm. a little moment to remind the producers of Drag Race why they brought her on the show. And mm-hmm. Mama, if you can, with a few simple words, poke, literally poke the bear in the room to make them growl and go off, then bitch, I'm, I'm tuning in. <laughs> like, I love this. And what I saw on Twitter was a lot of people just being disappointed and them not liking her approach or the way that she said things. And it's like, I don't know about that because Alaska full on had a bitch fit in her Mm -hmm. season of All-Stars. And not only did she offer some bitch $10,000 to lip sync for her 
but she also like or not to put her not to put her in the bottom but she then also later on went on to win and mm-hmm. has never turned like never come back to talk about this conversation whatsoever no she However, merchandised on it she she released a bunch of t-shirts that said like i'll pay you ten thousand dollars and i'm a snake yeah yeah which is snake and and it's comedy and it's funny it's funny mm-hmm. here in this situation but like candy muse does this and it's like oh, well, now we need to threaten her family and put this bitch in her place. And I'm just like, whose respectability are we upholding here? Like, there's just, there's a stark difference of how the girls in the fan, or how the girls are treated mm-hmm. in Drag Race fandom. And this is nothing new. We see this all the time every season. Yeah, and it's like, so Color I preference. went on... No pun intended. I went on Candy's Twitter to see what she was... Just to see what like her reaction was to all of this, mm-hmm. and she the one tweet that I actually happened to like chime in on was her referencing or referring to the Jeffrey Star mirror that she yes. had. I saw your the, engagement with that one, and it's no secret how I feel about Jeffrey Star, how I feel about the products, and how I feel about not 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 necessarily not supporting him, but supporting other artists in that same sphere without actually putting money in his pocket. I was basically saying that, like, it's just a very stark difference to how the fandom is treating girls. Mm -hmm. And someone chimed in, they're like, well, what about Simone? Simone was just sitting there not saying anything. And I was like, honestly, if Simone had popped off, if Simone had said anything, y'all would have been doing the same shit. Like, don't sit here and pretend. Don't, like... But the question isn't about Simone. Why are you bringing her into the picture? We're talking about exactly. two different adults. And also, apparently, supposedly, Tina Burner and Got Mick got flack for coming out with Candy and taking her outside. Yeah, honestly, at this point, I'm just like, if you haven't been canceled, you haven't arrived. Truthfully. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, I mean, girl, Candy, if the girls are mad enough to send you death threats, then you aren't doing something right. Candy was smart. She made, she, uh, I guess, she um, announced an assortment of arrogant necklaces that are apparently selling out. Okay. Um, if she was smarter, I, I personally believe that her last look from that ball, which was the bag look with the hair, that needs to that be on the, uh, some, that, that outfit, I enjoyed it personally, especially the hair. The hair yeah, is so I that ball. Uh, and like, yeah. even if it's like an emoji of her face, like stank on the sofa, when... <laughs> I, I just need a shirt with her face on it in that moment. Um, I don't know if you watched the first 10 minutes of the new episode yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. I usually don't watch until Friday morning. Because I go to Marjorie's and it's always commotion when I get there, I like to watch as much as I can before I get there. <laughs> Even though I know the elimination order, I still like to know, you know, like I like to still, I, like I said, I always like to watch how we get there. Um, and so... It's interesting. I'll discuss it because by the time this airs, the episode will be up at some point. They go back and forth because uh, they're still a little riled up after Untucked uh, and What's Her Face went home. Um, Tamisha's like, you know, I, I said this and the other. And so they rewind and they reshow how she actually phrased it. She comes off nasty before she comes out complimentary. It's definitely a backhanded compliment. But it starts off. It definitely it starts off nasty before it gets the compliment. 
Like I, a true, I, like a true Atlanta peach. Either way, I'm here for it. It's good TV. Yeah, that's what I said. It's good TV. This isn't keeping it or making it or, or like this. Yeah, this isn't making it or. Uh, All right. Well, let's let's change the topic then. Get it there. I don't have sound effects. Um. So, did you see the latest episode of SNL? Um, I saw the joking question. Mm. I because I, I don't watch SNL full through. I watch clips on YouTube that they upload. So it's whatever they fa- they managed to upload. Okay. But go ahead. So introduce us. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is this is a touchy subject. Um, and I feel like I'm going to get messy in this subject with you. Same. No, same, same. We're about to get down in this. So, like, let's put on our rain boots and our coat. Like, that's whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she said rain so on So, Michael Che is yep. accused of transphobia on SNL again. Um, he made a don't ask, don't tell joke. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if I recall correctly, it was uh, the joke was it was like "Don't ask, don't tell" was like repealed or so, something like that, and it was like "Don't don't ask, don't talk" or something like that. Apparently, President Biden signed an executive order repealing Trump's ban on transgender people serving in the military. It's good news, except Biden is calling the policy "Don't ask, don't talk," which is not good news, and. That was a joke. Mm-hmm. He's catching a lot of heat from the Twitterverse. And um, people are saying that the tucking joke is not funny. And a lot of trans people specifically are saying that they're tired of cis people making jokes out of their bodies. And... Um, my body isn't a punchline, all of which I agree with. Um, how do you feel about this, Ari? Um, I think it was a lowbrow joke for SNL to use. Um, I think also it's a common trope for black yeah. male comedians. Um, I think it was a bad, it was a joke in bad taste on SNL particularly because it's such a broad audience. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do feel it's a common trope for black male comedians to make transphobic jokes or homophobic jokes. Uh, it's, it's a recurring thing you see on every, practically every Netflix special of a solo comedian. There's always some sort of like transphobic or homophobic joke at some point. And I feel like it's a very common denominator. But I don't know. Like, I, it just wasn't... There was there were so many other ways you could have gone with that joke. Mm. Or you could have just not mentioned the topic if you couldn't go down that road. Like... Yeah. So I'm it, probably going to catch... It wasn't even... Some, I'm probably going to catch some heat for this. And I am going to say, as a person who has been on TV... Well, not on TV, but on Netflix, as a person who talks as a part of my profession or as a part of a, like a gig that I will do, I chuckled at this joke. I chuckled twice. I chuckled at it the first time upon when I heard it on SNL live. And then I chuckled the second time when I saw it written out 
in um, on Twitter. And it wasn't until I was scrolling on Twitter that I saw a lot of actual trans individuals who were, you know, honestly had a lot of valid critiques about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, do get how, like, this further feeds into, like, an obs- obsession about a trans person's body and with their genitalia and all of that. I just don't... I don't know. I wasn't as upset by it, I guess. Like, it actually made me laugh. Like, I thought it was, like, funny. Perhaps it wasn't this particular comedian's place to make I think that's really. I think that's really where it falls on. But this is the thing. I've definitely heard trans comedians, Flame Monroe in particular, and other trans comedians, and I know that Flame Monroe is not, like, a trans comedian that, like, a lot of people look to as like a voice as being a part of the community or whatever but right i, I was gonna say flame isn't the one to use as a, as a base but flame would go down that road of course right and i'm saying that there are other trans individuals who i've seen do stand up and make jokes similar to this similar mm-hmm. to this effect and it, the audience eats it up i guess it's one of those things like i can make fun of me but you can't make fun of me you can't you can't bring that up. Oh, it's very much that. Like how do you feel about it? I feel like I already answered that. Did you laugh at it at all? Um No, because I had already heard that the joke was gonna be problematic, so I knew going into it not to laugh at it. Okay, moving on. T S Madison experience the T S Madison experience is debuting in March on WeTV, and it's going to be a in-depth, day-to-day look, kind of a docu-series, uh, that follows... I guess, what do we call her? Like, internet phenomenon, T.S. Madison? And we, remember, we like, were first introduced... Yeah, we were first introduced to T.S. Madison. Virtual, what's the word? Viral, viral video, like, star? We were first introduced to T.S. Madison through Vine. Correct. So this was the original TikTok back in the day. Most people were introduced <laughs> to her through, through Vine, yeah. She then I mean, later went on to have, like, a, like, real career in entertainment. And is like this entertainment mogul that we know of today. She got um, she got kind of like picked up by Wild Presents, and so they kind of made her. They slowly helped build her up. I want to say into becoming more mainstream. I mean, after I feel like they they should have. Um, it was appropriate for them to. Um. Well, anyway, she has this this show that's coming out, and she, uh, the I actually found out about it after the Wendy Williams movie event, where T. S. Madison like posted. She was like, "Wow, this story wasn't perfect, and it wasn't pretty, but it needed to be told." And I hope you all can understand that when it comes to me telling my story. 
and I'm just very interested to see what what her perspective is. It's like she used to be a sex worker who later on went to do like adult films and then she was introduced to Vine and then you know she later transitioned out of the adult industry into more of a mainstream role and I would just love to to like see how that happened you know Yeah, I remember hearing about this show coming out maybe like a month ago. I want to say I shared a link for the commercial like a month ago to the group chat and I believe the TSP site. Um, and I am very intrigued to see her go somewhere with this. Uh, and I do find her entertaining. Okay, moving on. Ryan Coogler is set to produce a Wakanda series for Disney+, and the series is already set to run for five years, and they haven't even shot, like, the first I don't think there's anything written yet. Yeah. But, um... I'm excited! And I'm glad they made this announcement in Black History Month. Facts. I'm excited. Um, I'm wondering... I mean, there's so many ways you can go because of the different cultures that are presented in the, the first Black Panther film. There's so many there's so many sub arcs that you can follow. Also, there's right. all of the um, the Adora Milaje. You could follow their lives with. Mm-hmm. There's there's the just there's just so much to expand on. Yeah, you can definitely build the universe out. There's the different tribes, exactly. Yeah, you can go into the past. You can go into the future. Um, I'm more curious to see how they, how we get into this world coming from the second Black Panther film, because we don't know where that's going to go per se. I mean, a lot of us are hoping that it's Shuri who takes the mantle. Um, but it, you know, it's 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 up to anyone to like decide how we're going to proceed. Uh, well, it's not up to anyone, but it's up to the people writing the story. And I'm very curious to see where we go with this. For five years, I'm definitely excited. Um, I'm over, like, I, I don't know about you. I, I'm enjoying WandaVision, even though it's not your typical format. But I always put faith into Marvel, except for the first two Thor films and anything Incredible Hulk. But on a whole, I do enjoy everything that Marvel puts out. So I'm very excited about this five-year contract. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how all of this rolls out and if we're introduced to any other characters and, like, will Storm make an appearance? Will we get to see Storm? That's a good way. Yeah, that's a good way to bring her in also. And with... WandaVision and these other Marvel shows that we're planning on rolling out, how do they all live together and interact with each other? I'm really ready to see some crossovers happen. Well, I know that they said really awesome. From the beginning they did say that WandaVision was going to spin off into what was that was going to be like a stepping stone into the second Doctor Strange film. Yeah. And now I'm hearing, I saw something, some mumblings about where the Falcon and Winter Soldier film, I mean, show, spins off into. So I'm very, very intrigued to see how they build up things and and connect the dots for us. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about these Marilyn Manson abuse allegations? 
Um, I mean, I can just say that I'm not surprised, and I hope that if he is indeed guilty of such things, that things get, you know, corrected. But he do seem crazy, and I feel like I remember hearing Rose McGowan talk in the past about how he was a bit crazy when she dated him. Yeah. Yeah, this is the this is my not surprised face. <laughs> um, today, and uh, I saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, Cardi B and Channing Tatum are supposed to be doing a Bodyguard remake. Do you think that's real talk? Because I, mean, I mean, I know it's speculation, but do you think that's? Re- I I can't imagine them giving that to Cardi B. Like. A role that Whitney Houston created going to Cardi B does not does not click for me. I don't. I can see see Channing Tatum. I can see that, but I don't see her in that role. Granted, I've never seen The Bodyguard. Oh, you've never seen the original Bodyguard? There is so much. You have just just a blot. I I I know most of the soundtrack, but I've never seen the film. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know what you should do for Black History Month? Watch the film. <laughs> oh, how about that? How about you? How I, about you? Um, shove a little coal. Shove a little, to- a little bit of coal into that furnace. You call a brain. Whatever you want from <laughs> me, I'm giving you everything. Mmm. <laughs> except, except, uh, you know what? Um. So, uh, it was reported on Dish Nation, so we know that everything the Dish Nation reports is true. I've never so, heard of this. Na- I'm, I'm, taking, I'm going wherever you lead me with this one, because I've never heard of Dish Nation. Dish Nation is like a radio show, and they even have like a, like a, like a t- TV show on like Fox or something. Come on, Cliff Notes, give me more. <laughs> anyway, it's rumored that she's going to be in this bodyguard remake. You've never seen the original, so you don't Correct. really know. But I think that it could I mean, be... I know what the premise is, roughly. It's like a famous singer who gets a bodyguard and they fall in love, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's essentially, that's essentially what it is. Whitney Houston is this famous, rich singer, and she eventually falls in love with the help, Kevin Costner. Oh, <laughs> and in this, Cardi B would be the rich, famous rapper, I guess, and she would also fall in love with the help, who would be Channing Tatum. I mean, I, 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 if you don't call it the bodyguard, you could use the same premise and it's fine. Oh, you could absolutely use the same premise. You could even use some of the same costumes. We could pull all of this out of archives, and we could see... They're not the same can... bodies. They are not the no, same bodies. No, we would have to use a lot of elastic and some sticky tape <laughs> to make this fit. <laughs> um, but we, this is the second time that we've heard of Cardi B's foray into acting. film. And remember, we Rumored acting. Rumored acting. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about her being in assisted living, which is a Big Mama's House style comedy where she's going to be playing a uh, an old woman or she's going to be dressing up as an old woman to help her old grandma or something like that um <laughs> i'm ready to see anything cardi b on film 
Like, Same. and I like I'm not, I don't want to see her on my phone. I want to see Cardi on the like, big screen. On the big screen, and I have to turn it landscape to watch this film because <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she's funny. I think she's with a little bit of coaching and a little bit of you know enunciation. She could like really pack some seats and and get the girls into the theaters. Oh, I mean, I definitely know. I, she'll definitely pack seats, I, no matter what. People, whatever she puts out, people f- jump into. Um, yeah, by the time this it. episode is out, by the time this episode airs, um, her newest single and music video will be out. It's called yeah. Up. Um, um, but I don't know anything beyond that. So hopefully it's a good music video. Hopefully 2021 can be to Cardi B what 2020 was to Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't. I don't think that. I wouldn't say that. What Jennifer Lopez had a beautiful twenty twenty. She had a. She had a good bookend twenty twenty. She, she was great for the beginning and great for the end, but I wouldn't Didn't say she, she was super busy in the middle of it. Was it twenty twenty that she gave us Hustlers, or was that twenty? Was that twenty nineteen? That was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Okay. Well, make Cardi be a successful. In 2021, as Jennifer Lopez was in 2019. How about that? How about that? Um, I we talked about everything except for Jeff Bezos. Did we? Yeah. How did we get through this so fast? I don't know. We did that though. That's surprising. Jeff Bezos is stepping down as Amazon CEO after pulling himself up by his bootstraps and. Making over a billion dollars. I I don't know how he's going to survive afterwards. I really have no idea how he's going to support himself. I wonder what he's going to do next. That's true. Like, do you think he's going to start a rap career? Or maybe he's going to go into movies? She's got a rap career. I hate you. (laughs) I, I wouldn't put it past him coming up with some sort of like streaming site option. He has a streaming site. It's called Amazon Prime. And you can stream Facts. your whole life. Facts, bitch. I, ooh, I didn't think about that. It's called Amazon Prime and Amazon Prime Video. You can buy shit and then you can watch yourself buying shit. <laughs> you can Amazon Prime a camera to send to your house where you can then hook it up and then watch yourself watching Amazon Prime if you wanted to. So you really wanted to go that route? <laughs> you wanted to go that route. Um, I didn't piece it. I didn't put the puzzle pieces together. Leave grandma alone for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised to see him stepping down. Someone made a correlation that it's due to uh, Elizabeth Warren becoming some sort of like a, advisor on uh, some sort of committee regarding f- taxes, I think. Mm. I'm not sure if that's honestly the truth but it's like apparently like within hours of her being announced that's when he stepped down so i don't know i don't know if that's true maybe it's something this dish nation can discuss (laughs) they probably will jay bezo new rapper on amazon prime records <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of flaming topics. I, I honestly don't give a shit about Jeff Bezos stepping down from Amazon. Um, it's not like him stepping down is going to create an opening in the job market. 
True. <laughs> it doesn't fucking True. matter. She's just like, yeah, just like him owning Amazon, him stepping down from his job is not going to um, give any of us a chance to earn any more money. So, mm-hmm. whatever. So that brings us to the end of flaming topics. Ari, do you want to talk about our question of the week from last week? Yes. So last week's question of the week was brought to you by Lifetime Movies, Lifetime Biopics. Um, The question was, who do you think should get backslash deserves a Lifetime Biopic? We got a few answers. I don't know if you got any on your end. I got Um, none. I put my thing up and people just watched it and nobody commented. Which I thought was kind of odd. Like, I thought that you guys would have been really, like... On top of this one, I was I was chuckling my ass off watching Rick announcing the 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 question last week. Uh, hi, how you doing? I'm sorry, how you doing on Instagram? Said Deborah Cox. Uh, Isoria twenty three said Nicki Minaj. Mike Forth said Halle Berry. As well as SWV. SWV, I could see. Halle Berry, I don't know how entertaining her life is for a Lifetime movie. It's not salacious enough. Well, wasn't it, like, didn't Eric Benet come... Oh, you know what? You you are damn right. And and I think she's had, like, five marriages. So, I take all that back. Yeah, I feel like there's something... Yeah, I feel like you're, you're off on something. Yeah, I'm wrong. Halle Berry is like Liz Liz Taylor. Like, like Mama well, has. Liz. I don't know if I would jump to that conclusion, but sure. Um, Rixie NYC <laughs> said Azalea Banks, played <laughs> by wait for it, played by Angela Bassett as Marie Laveau, and she and he said the boiled kitten skeleton can be played by Clay Aiken. It's a very, very thought out answer. Girl, call that Pilates because that was a stretch. <laughs> Sheer underscore awesomeness underscore said, Am I allowed to vote for myself? This bitch has had one crazy ride. The Darling Rio said, Lindsay Lohan, which I think should be made into a lifetime. Oh film. my God. Can you not see the trailer with her doing that dance in Morocco? On the t- and then her There's running a- after the family with that was like the child the child trafficking. Oh my that, god! That's the one I wanted. That's the one I want. Oh to my see. god! Yeah, no, that yes, yes, please, lifetime producers. I hope you're listening. So I see her got bopped in the face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I want to see that with a soundtrack behind it and like slows a cinematic cinematic. Cinemagraphic camera. And then then lastly, I got that underscore damn David said Britney Spears. I want to see the umbrella scene. You know, that would make a great Lifetime movie, but I kind of want to see hers told with a more serious lens. I would love to hear it from her perspective. Uh, yeah, if she can gather her thoughts. <sighs> Free Britney. Hashtag. Um, this week's question of the week 
I would say is runs to look at the topics. Um, maybe the question should be what Marvel property do you want to see get a Disney Plus series? Storm. That has not been announced yet. Storm is your go-to. I would that's say... Just, that's, I, just the title. that's just the title of the whole series. Storm. I was really big on The Runaways. Um, I know there's a version of the series, I believe, on... Hulu. It Amazon exists. or Hulu? It's on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. It's not that good. I haven't watched it, so I don't know if it's any good. I watched, I the, run- most of the, I watched most of the first season. It's kind of a snooze for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching, reading the comic books for a number of years. So I think if they re- like revisited that in a couple of years, I think that'd be good. I don't know if it's any. I don't know if it's any good now, but that doesn't well, stop yeah. Marvel from bringing. Check out the series. Check out the the series as it is as it stands on Hulu and see what you think. Yeah, I mean, my first choice would have been She Hulk, but we already know that's coming, so I'm good. That's my favorite character, hands down. And I'm yeah. hoping that she breaks the fourth wall because she used to break the fourth wall in the '90s, but then she did it. I don't believe she did it in the 2000s, so I'm not sure because I. I would love to see her interact with Deadpool. We know we're going to get their Deadpool in the next two to three years, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's completely... Um, What's-His-Face has complete creative control. Hmm. I also wouldn't mind, like, a Domino spinoff. Hmm. That could have been interesting. Just being lucky all the time? That could be a cute little 30-minute episode, like, episodic show. Yeah. I like that. I would tune in, certainly. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. If you want to tune in and chime in for our question of the week, you know where to reach us, you know where to find us. Our Instagram is Pod, and you can find us on our website at jakerypod.com. And, um, yeah, see you next week. Ciao.